0: Hello, and welcome back to Paranormal Hotline Podcast, the weekly paranormal show with your paranormal problems. My name's Kaylee, and I'm joined by my co ghost, Oshin. Hello, hello. Good evening, Oshin. How are you today? I'm Ooh, sorry, I sounded a bit two. like a doctor there or something. It was very official. How are you, Ashy? Yeah, we
1: have like, <laughs> hello. Do you want to tell me your paranormal? don't you mean to problems? give you like anxiety <laughs> or anything, you know. <laughs> I lie down on the couch.
0: And what can I help you with today?
1: <laughs> well, I've been having this strange rash. No, yeah. um, <laughs> no, no, I haven't been. It's all good. That's paranormal. I'm actually pretty standard.
0: Nothing paranormal. Nothing
1: crazy. No, nothing paranormal. Actually, you know what? I'm pretty sure it was just an air an a- aeroplane, but for a little while. <laughs> Just a little while on Saturday, I thought I saw a UFO.
0: Damn, you're always seeing all the cool shit. Maybe I need to get outside more.
1: I'm actually really annoyed because I think the Aurora Borealis was visible last yeah. night on the Copper Coast. Did you see I it? Missed it?
0: Oh man, no. okay, yeah. It wasn't just me. I feel like I'm the only person in the country who missed the Aurora Borealis last night. No. Um. Hopefully it'll be there again tonight. Yeah, I heard reports. I'm going to keep my eyes open and see yeah that'd be really cool I've never seen it it's one of those things that I want to take off my list of things to do before I die yeah Aurora Borealis uh,
1: that was it we were, we were making the joke because we were in the kitchen um, <laughs> now, can I see it? no <laughs> uh,
0: so today on the podcast we're going to be taking a look at a very unusual cryptid that is known as the Gumbaroo. now Ashin, have you heard of the Gumbaroo before? I have not I didn't think so <laughs> this is not a usual one uh, have you ever heard of Smokey the Bear?
1: I have heard of Smokey the Bear, yeah, yes.
0: The oddly handsome bear that they use in the US to like help prevent wildfires. It's like for kids or whatever. Yeah. Like, Only you can prevent forest fires or whatever. Well,
1: Because if you don't, he'll show up with a shovel or something.
0: Yeah. You
1: sh- uh, yeah. <laughs> Just be- beat you and dig your grave.
0: Well, the Gumbaroo is like the Wario version of Smokey the Bear. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> It's like the evil version of Smokey the Bear. Like, it really is just nuts. I love this character so much.
1: Wow! You'll find
0: out shortly why he's like like the Smokey the Bear <laughs> or the the anti Smokey the Bear. I could say the gumbaroo. His
1: dark backstory. Yeah,
0: the gumbaroo falls into the category of fearsome critters, which I think is the same thing as the fur-bearing trout and the jackalope that we covered before.
1: Yeah, and the snallygaster. Oh
0: yeah, who could forget the snallygaster? <laughs> Who could forget? <laughs> so the gumbaroo was mostly reported by like lumberjacks or people who lived in the woods and stuff in like the 19th century. Kind of more okay. recent than the snallygaster. The lumberjacks yeah. described coming across a creature that looked kind of like a bear, but its skin was hairless and it was thick like rubber. And it was like it was like, like a black bear, not a. It was kind of more darker in color on the skin. They also described it. As having a grin with lots of teeth, and it was virtually indestructible as well. So they would throw rocks at it, and they, the rocks would just like bounce off of it, like big rocks, like big heavy ones. It wouldn't even like it wouldn't even flinch. It would just like literally boing off of this rubber tube of a creature.
1: I'm like picturing like a hippo skin.
0: I was picturing kind of more like rhino skin. That's kind of like armor, yeah, but thick yeah. like rubber, like you know the way. You know the way rubber is. <laughs> they even tried shooting the gumbaroo, but the bullets would, like, bounce off the creature and, like, ricochet oh back God. at them. So they stopped doing <laughs> that. Uh, I'll send you a picture of what the gumbaroo looks like now. It's a uh, w- warning. It's pretty fucking creepy looking.
1: <laughs> I'm already, like, a bit spooked because you said the, the whole teeth thing. The yeah, grins, the teeth just like, get me. that's what
0: creeps me out about it. Oh, my God. Yeah, oh, it also has, like, this hair under its chin, kind of like a beard looking thing. So a little bit of hair mm-hmm. on its face, but the rest of it is virtually... Rubber-bodied.
1: I simultaneously hate and love him.
0: Mm, yeah,
1: <laughs> this is like a, a Studio Ghibli reject.
0: I'm telling you, it's 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 the Wario of Smokey the Bear.
1: <laughs> hey kid, you want some matches? <laughs>
0: like, what would be like the Wario noise a bear would make? I don't know. Whack! Wha? bear? It wasn't completely indestructible, though. It did have one weakness. And that weakness was fire. Which I would argue that every living thing on the planet's weakness is fire, but anyway, this is its only weakness. (laughs) Yeah, The gumbaroo didn't just burn in the fire though, like, that wasn't the problem. When the gumbaroo caught fire, it would explode. (laughs) No. The animal burns like celluloid with explosive force. And after being burned, if a human, if a human inhales the particles of the beast, so like any of the dust or whatever that's exploded from this creature, the organs would be coated with rubber, which is easily misdiagnosed as tuberculosis. Oh my God. Are you still with me there? I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm,
1: I'm following it. it's, it's horrific. It's a horrific thought.
0: Yeah. Um, so basically you just went around causing forest fires and it would give you TB.
1: Oh my God. <laughs>
0: It's just hor- It's like every Dumberjack's n- worst nightmare, really. Also, to note, this is- Yeah, this was what got me. Uh, if you tried to take a picture of the Gumbaroo, when you were developing the image, apparently the image would also explode. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the worst Pokemon ever, man. <laughs> what are your thoughts so far on the, the Gumbaroo?
1: I mean, I- I'm thinking like evolutionary. You know, that, yeah. that's- Those are some interesting traits to develop i'm not sure how you would end up developing a trait to photographs of you to explode oh yeah yeah unless you were specifically trying to you know stay hidden
0: yeah which apparently Um, they are pretty good at
1: yeah um what an attack though right
0: yeah yeah (laughs) i can understand why like lumberjacks were terrified of this thing it's cruel
1: too it's like oh it's okay you'll die in a bit (laughs) <laughs> you know it's not an instant death that's horrific no
0: yeah it's like yeah it's a horrible way to die from inhaling this creature uh, it's just like an
1: asbestos beast
0: you'd wonder how it catches fire though because like you have to light it on fire before it explodes so like you'd think the lumberjacks would be like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna set it on fire or else it'll explode yeah. or is it like is it a case of they're all just sitting around a campfire at night after, after a day of logging and this creature just <laughs> runs out and like jumps it's, onto the fire
1: yeah or, like, if there is a forest fire. I mean, I am presume they're trying to put it out.
0: Yeah, I assume so.
1: So then, like, your man shows up and he's like, I'm getting in on this action. Haha. <laughs> 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 yep, you have TV now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> God. So, the following is an act- extract from the book, Fearsome Creatures of Thumbler Woods. In the foggy region along the Pacific coast from Gray's Harbour to Humboldt Bay, there ranges a kind of creature that has caused much annoyance in the lumber woods it is the gumbaroo, which luckily is so rare that only once in a great while is one seen it is believed to remain in hiding most of the time in the base of enormous burned out cedar trees from where it sallies forth occasionally on frightful marauding expeditions I love the way this is written (laughs) during these periods of activity the beast is always hungry and in (laughs) <laughs> and devours anything it can find that looks like food. A whole horse may be eaten at one sitting, distending the gumbaroo out of all proportions, but failing to appease its hunger or cause it, <laughs> or cause it the slightest discomfort. This is just like my mom, right? In my, like you know, when I come over <laughs> for Christmas, she, like, disappears, then reappears and eats a horse. <laughs> I especially love the the term. <laughs> It sallies forth occasionally on frightful marauding expeditions.
1: <laughs> I, I need to use that more often. Like, I'm, that, that needs to be in my common speak. Yeah. Oh, where are so you? Oh, I'm sallying forth. <laughs> oh, where is it's he? Oh, don't mind him. He's on a marauding expedition.
0: <laughs> he's on a frightful marauding expedition. That's what I'm calling our paranormal investigations in people. Oh my
1: goodness. That's perfect. It's perfect.
0: The specimens seen are reported to have been coal black but that may have been due to to being smirched with the charred wood in size the beast corresponds closely to a black bear which it might be mistaken only for the fact that the gumbaroo is almost hairless to be sure it has prominent eyebrows and some long bristly hairs on its chin but the body is smooth tough and shiny and bears not even a wrinkle so it's not wrinkly at all which is just (laughs) weird for a bald animal
1: Yeah, kind of like hippos like I was saying
0: yeah, but hippos have, like, some kind of fold. Otherwise, the skin would be too taut and they won't be able to move.
1: That's true. <laughs>
0: the animal is a tireless traveler when looking for food, but it is not swift in its movement or annoyed in the slightest degree by the presence of enemies. The latter characteristic is e- easily accounted for by the fact that no other animal within its range has ever found a successful method of attacking a gumburu, or a vulnerable spot in one's anatomy. Whatever strikes the beast bounds off with the same force, Its elastic hide hurls back with equal ease the Charging Elk and the Ratty Hornet. (laughs) A rock or peavey thrown at the creature bounds back at whoever threw it, and a bullet shot against its hide is sure to strike the hunter between the eyes. Oh my goodness. I would love to see like an elk ram into this creature and then just boing! (laughs) like uh, Like, not even stop dead in its tracks like (whistles) literally bounce off of it yeah (laughs) (laughs) it is believed that the scarcity of the gumbaro is due to this combustible character and the present and the prevalence of forest fires the animal burns like celluloid with explosive force frequently during and after a forest fire in heavy cedar near coast bay wooden men have insisted that they hear loud reports quite unlike the sound of falling trees and detect the smell of burning rubber in the air so that's a report from, like, 1920 or 30 or something like that. <laughs> Watch. It's great. Uh, it's just like this... Like, if you just leave it alone, really, it's fine. But it might eat your horse is the only problem.
1: Hmm. And it could also just explode and give you TB.
0: Yeah, but as long as it's not on fire, it's probably fine. If there is a forest fire, though, and one of them is in one of the cedar trees apparently that's when people smell them the most or you know if you get near it when it explodes
1: yeah i'm pretty sure if you can smell it you're getting tb yeah
0: maybe just don't go and like don't go near it in case you get tb it's not actually tb though it's like the rubber lines your your lungs and it's (sighs) like tb but it's not tb i feel like nowadays there has to be a cure for that somewhere right
1: what rubber like coating your organs
0: yeah no. I <laughs> was there? I don't know, like I feel like they can do something. <laughs> nowadays.
1: Just open you up and like
0: pull the rubber out. Yeah.
1: Peel each of your organs.
0: It's like those dogs that like swallow like, you know, the rubber toys. They can just pull them out, right? It, it,
1: I think it's different, <laughs> Kaylee.
0: I don't think so. No, I think you're wrong on that one. <laughs> Alright, so this report is from a book that's just called Fearsome Critters. An uncommon, but nevertheless well-known and thoroughly authenticated animal, Paul Bunyan often met them in the upside-down country. Hang on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you heard that, right? That's Paul Bunyan, man. So,
1: I know next to nothing about, like, American folklore. No, me neither.
0: I had to Google earlier if Paul Bunyan was a real person or not.
1: (laughs) Uh, uh, Is Is he?
0: No, apparently he's based on a real person But he's okay. not a real person um, But even that's kind of like It's, you know It's up for debate
1: My my, my starting end of knowledge of Paul Bunyan Is a throwaway line In the film Hoodwinked
0: <laughs> Everything I know about Paul Bunyan Comes from The Simpsons <laughs> <laughs> My entire knowledge of America Is from The Simpsons Which I feel like is a lot well, There's His a lot of The Simpsons Exactly his description given to me personally was as followed a pot-bellied body almost exactly like the bunkhouse stove even with the umbilical damper and covered with very tight tough black shiny skin a pair of long powerful monkey-like forearms and a little round head and no neck his head sets right down to his shoulders like a hop toad in a cool spot (laughs) he's got three Bowed rear legs, each with a clawed foot, clutching an iron ball. The same as an iron stove. There is no speed in these rear legs, but they're handy for wadding dumps. For real, for real travel, he's got eight pairs of strong springy, springy legs set around his middle. S.W. Allen photographed one, but the negative exploded. So that's where the whole myth of its negatives explode. Somebody actually took a picture of it, apparently, and the negative exploded
1: <laughs> I mean the chemicals that they used for those were yeah volatile
0: but that's just like a <laughs> description is nuts what I'll, I'll, oh, boy. yeah I'll get into a little bit more later about the legs because um, that's another thing altogether why is there so many legs I we'll mean, get to it but just like so many legs And especially the clawed one That The clawed ones That are like bird legs Holding metal balls
1: <laughs> I like the way it's like Like a stove Is of like Hmm
0: <laughs> Somebody was trying to think Of a creature And was just looking At their stove Like Come on think of something
1: <laughs> I was thinking like Is it some sort of You know Could it have been Like a stove Or like a water boiler That's like Sealed And that's when it Catches fire It builds up too much pressure And explodes Like A steam Maybe. engine like, that, That's where my head's going
0: That's a good idea. Because
1: I don't know anything of nature that like actively explodes, other than you know
0: types of seeds. Yeah, I was just going to say like the fastest accelerant in nature is a seed that explodes. But that's a seed. There's a there's a lizard that there has to be some sort of yeah there has to be some sort of frog that explodes or something, right? Maybe a maybe a fish or something. I
1: don't want to think about it too much.
0: Well, there's the uh, puffer fish that kind of inflates, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. It spikes
0: yeah. <laughs> if you're enjoying the podcast think about helping us out by checking out our Patreon this helps us keep the podcast running and you get exclusive access to our Discord where you're always chatting about the latest episodes and posting spooky things like memes behind the scenes photos and extra information on our episodes so subscribe to us at patreon.com forward slash paranormal hotline you can also help us out for free by simply rating the podcast wherever you listen to it it doesn't take too long and it really helps us out so we can continue bringing out weekly episodes. You can also follow us on Spotify, Twitter, and Instagram. We are at ParanormalHL on Twitter and at ParanormalHotline on Instagram and Spotify. Thanks. Now, you're not shit out of luck if you encounter your room Because it does have a natural enemy, right? Okay. <laughs> this is where my, my episode goes on a little bit of a tangent. Because its rival is known as the Timberdoodle And there's not much on it Apparently there is an actual bird called a Timberdoodle But this is not it Okay. This beast Has no real physical description Beyond the fact that it has Long, fearsome jaws With which It bites and never lets go Until it hears thunder Which apparently scares it, it's loosening its grip uh, And apparently It's like a savage creature And it's re- easily provoked so it'll just bite you it used to bite the gumbaroo, and that was like that was the only thing that could like penetrate the gumbaroo, <laughs> and it was scared of the timberdoodle. So I I couldn't find a really good source for this. The only source I could find was like the cryptids wiki. Okay. <laughs> so take this with a pinch of salt. But apparently,
1: it's, it's like Wikipedia, like but for cryptids. So I, yeah, yeah, pretty you much. Don't, you don't you yeah. compound your 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 salt, <laughs> I suppose.
0: Apparently. Gavrilo Princip had one of these creatures as a pet. What? Now you might know this man, Oshin. Yeah. <laughs> I'm judging by the laughter that you do. Yeah. He was the man who assassinated Franz <laughs> Ferdinand and started World War One. Yeah. And he later died of tuberculosis. No! Yep. No. Yep. I'm connecting the dots, Oshin. The Gumbaro, you know <laughs> the Gumbaro started World War One. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yep, that's my theory. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining.
0: You good? <laughs> <laughs> Can't no. hear you. I'm not a, No. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> sorry. I warned you. I was gonna go off the rails in this episode. Yeah. I'm sorry sorry. like I said the only source I could find that he had a pet one was on cryptids wikipedia I couldn't find anything else I don't know where they got that from I tried looking everywhere I couldn't find it but uh yeah I was just like
1: I know it wasn't like even like what he was wearing at the time or anything because he was like he was a student or something I'm just picturing this (laughs) I'm just picturing him wearing like one of these really fancy uniforms.
0: <laughs> the 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 what? His pet, the timber? Yeah, doodle? yeah, the.
1: Tim- <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm picturing I'm picturing that sort of like this, it's like an alligator standing up, <laughs> yeah. but like its head just sticking out, and like
0: like a right. That angle. is really funny. You should draw that. I will. <laughs> Please draw Gavrilo Princip's timber Timberdoodle. I mean, a Timberdoodle sounds like a dog, doesn't it? It does. A ti- yeah, or, or like
1: a bird, but you are saying that it is a bird.
0: I think there is a bird that's called a Timberdoodle, because that's what comes up when I Google it most of the time. Oh, Unless God. you put in cryptid, then you get the bitey one. <laughs> There's like one drawing of it.
1: it. Is it a picture of an alligator?
0: It looks more like a badger. This is the drawing somebody did of the Timberdoodle.
1: Oh my goodness. That <laughs> is just a badger. I mean, badgers don't let go of your leg until they hear a break. We used to, like, if we were going for walks in the fields or in the woods, we used to put, like, sticks in our wellies, like, Mm. up the length of our shin, so they would crack first.
0: Yeah, that's the gumbo. Obviously, not every account of it is the same. Some of them are more wild than others, like that one of it tumbling. Uh, This is a a proper account from the old Paul uh, story, which is, like, the Paul Bunyan story, Mm. which is my favorite. I'm going to read this out to you. Round his middle, the gumbaroo had 16 pairs of other legs that stuck out at a right angle to his body. They were very springy and strong, and he used them when, for any reason, he needed to really make time. In order to get a rolling start, he had to get to the top of a hill, which he usually did by swinging himself through the trees by his arms. This was slow, but faster than the stove-leg gait. But once he got to the top of the hill, he would throw himself as far out and down as possible to land on his side. But when the 16 pairs of rubber legs under him, and he just rolled over and over, from one pair to the other, faster than the human eye could follow, which probably explains why there's no record of anyone having seen one in motion.
1: (laughs) That is so fast.
0: Old Paul describes that the hides from the middle legs made fine boots, being as how they were waterproof. (laughs) So... They Man were called wellies. gumbaroo boots, ah. but name the name was shortened to just plain gum boots. This name is used today by the makers of rubber boots worn by farmers, fishermen, sailors, and such. But the genuine gumbaroo boots are scarce now, with the Gumbaroos being extinct and all. Occasionally, some fishermen come in and report finding parts of gumbaroo carcasses, but so far it has only turned out that he has hooked onto an old rubber boot and mistaken it for part of a gumbaroo leg. <laughs> I have been told that one time, old Paul had a herd of them that he had domesticated. That way, you had a sure supply of gumbaroo boots. Every spring, the herders would have a big rodeo and brand the gumbaroos with the foot sizes, so that when Paul sent word he wanted a new pair of size 11 boots or whatever, they knew exactly which gumbaroo to catch. (laughs) But the winter, the red-hot blizzard blew in from Texas. The gumbaroos all caught fire being very, uh, being very inflammable, and as soon as I know, they that was the end of them. Paul Bunyan apparently used to keep them around, and uh, farm them, farm them for their boots. Uh, I'm going to send you a picture of, it's of unhinged, a drawing. Kelly. It
1: is unhinged.
0: A drawing from this book. This is the drawing of the walking, what, what? Kind of ball <laughs> <laughs> looking thing. What? Yeah. So there's the like bird legs with the metal balls and then across the middle he's got all the boots so he just like rolls down the hill, boot onto another boot. <laughs> this is fever <laughs> dream Faster, th- Faster than the human eye can watch. I mean uh-huh. it's great.
1: <laughs> sure, yeah. yeah.
0: But that's why the boots are called gum boots apparently. I didn't know Americans called welly boots gum boots.
1: I, I'd heard of gum soles but that's kind of different. That's like yeah. de- detective stories. That's
0: actually, yeah, they're called that because of the gum baroo. Oh. <laughs> According to this book.
1: <laughs> I didn't know that now. I've learned something today.
0: Yeah, you learned a lot. Like, why, why World War One happened.
1: Yeah, uh, that, that also, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, what is the gumbaroo? Is it really an extinct cartwheeling boot machine bomb? Or... <laughs> I never thought I'd say that phrase. Or is it a just <laughs> a bear with mange? Because black bears particularly look kind of like gumbaroo when they have mange, so... Chances are people didn't know it was a bear and assumed it was some sort of freaky looking creature. Like, uh, I'll send you a picture here of a, of a black bear with mange.
1: Like, you wouldn't want to get too close to figure out what it is. If it was a gumbaroo or a black bear with mange. Yeah. I'm just, like, picturing, like, you know, you versus the guy she says not to worry about. <laughs> just a bear with mange versus a
0: gumbaroo. I mean, the thing is, the bear with mange, its it's not smooth because... There you go. There's the bear with mange. See, it's like yeah. it's kind of wrinkly fur, yeah. but it it mostly like when it gets mange, it loses its fur up to its neck normally. So you kind of mm-hmm. have that little bit of fluff under the chin, like they describe. I, I see it. But yeah, what do you think, Ashin? Do you think it's a real creature that is the evil Smoky Bear, or is it just a bear with mange that happens to be around forest fires?
1: Uh, definitely, I'm gonna. S- uh, this is a chaotic story, Kaylee. This is this is <laughs> is chaotic. And I yeah. use the word "story" because that's what I'm kind of thinking. It is a lot of those ones, those fears and critters. I think are stories, and this is no different. Historical
0: from story, right? You mean like a historical event, right? Um. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably gonna go with. Uh, bear with mange because it really yeah, looks like it it does
1: as soon as he showed me the picture bear with mange he's like ah yes
0: it looks like the original one the the, the bear yeah. looking thing not the one with the wheels <laughs> that one is just no, mythical that... if I ever see that I'll just assume I've died and that's yeah. a demon
1: that's how you know you're dreaming
0: every time we record an episode about fearsome critters it makes me want to go camping in America so badly yes like especially especially the parts of America that are still like so wild like yeah, I just want to go camping there. I'm so jealous they actually have wilderness because we the just don't know. National
1: park scheme.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. It's just so cool. Like, you can actually get lost. <laughs> it's an actual problem. It's like not in Ireland, you literally walk in any direction and you'll find a road, like, pretty much within 10 minutes, nearly.
1: Yeah, that was the whole thing when Bear Grylls did, like, the Irish Moors. Yeah, what the um, hell was that about? A man slept in a sheep carcass like he was, like, a tauntaun. But, uh. <laughs> It quite literally if you pick a direction in Ireland and you walk in it in like no at most half an hour you will find a road yeah because we're much. A, we're only small
0: we're very small but yeah that's the that's the brew we can tick that off of the fearsome critters list it's uh, it's so cool i love it it's one of my favorites now already
1: yeah no just the descriptions spectacular the writing in those old old books oh, spectacular so good. um that's why that's why i like like covering those ones yeah me too It's a snapshot into Not only kind of like What people were thinking At the time But like a snapshot of How it was written At the time as well
0: Well that is all We have time for this week I hope you guys Enjoyed that episode And we will catch you Next week for more Creepy cryptid Storytelling Bye, bye. bye.